Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Hey, welcome to today's episode of Live Mike number 54. I'm Lee Lonsberry. Grateful to be back with you after the weekend. I missed you, you know. I got to spend a lot of time with little Piper and my beautiful wife, Jessica, but uh, I missed you. I missed chatting with you for these few hours uh, I get each day uh, hosting this program here on KSL News Radio. There is so much to cover on today's program. Things might sound a little bit differently. It's because we're broadcasting remotely today from South Kearns Elementary. We've partnered with the United Way to support Read Across America Day. All of that sponsored by the wonderful folks at Select Health. The objective today is to get children excited about about reading. We're going to talk about this from all the different angles throughout the day as well as bring you coverage on the news items of the day. You know uh, over the weekend in South Carolina a lot happened uh, and since then a lot of folks have r- made some announcements changing the trajectory of their uh, hopes to seek the White House. Uh, most recently Amy Klobuchar who spoke just uh, what an hour or so ago over at the depot here in downtown Salt Lake City. Well she pretty much on her way out the door said you know what that's it for me. I'm going to call it quits and get out of the way for the other candidates seeking office. You learned as well over the weekend that this coronavirus is no joke. Uh, There have been some uh, deaths here now on U.S. soil. There has been something they call community transmission, meaning that someone has contracted the virus here in the United States, in the Washington area, uh, and they didn't get it from overseas. They got it from someone here. And now as we develop different questions and we wonder how things will play out regarding the coronavirus, how it might impact uh, you and me, our workplace, our family. Uh, We, of course, turn to the experts. And on the line now, I'm joined by Eileen Risk, uh, who is with the Bureau. uh, She's the epidemiology manager uh, for the Salt Lake County Health Department. uh, And I'm grateful to her for joining us. Uh, Ms. Risk, how are you? Uh, I'm doing fine. Thank you for the opportunity to be on your show. Well, I'm grateful to you for bringing your expertise to this show. Tell us what, uh, very basically, what is the what's the most important thing we ought to know about this here as Utahns? The most important thing that people need to know is to just it's very basic principles that's going to help protect you, which is hand washing, staying home when you're sick, covering your cough. They're not new and exciting, but they really have stayed the course of time as far as preventing illness, including COVID. This will go a long ways in keeping you and your family well. What uh, What is in place in the state of Utah to address this? If we were to say, uh, see, I don't want to say an outbreak, but if we were to start to see cases develop here in the state of Utah, what happens at the state level? So here in Utah, we have a very robust surveillance system, and we partner with the Utah Department of Health and other local health departments, and we are having ongoing conversations, and we have mechanisms in place to to make sure we take steps to prevent the public, whether or not that might be school closures, it could be stopping community events, whatever we need to do to put into place social distancing to keep people who might be ill 
at home and isolated from other people. So those those um, processes are in place. They've been discussed. We can roll them out very quickly. Is it uh, premature for folks to run out to Costco or Sam's Club and, and stock up on supplies uh, in an effort to, to self-quarantine? You know, good question. This virus may be novel, but you don't need to buy anything special or new. So, yes, it is premature. The basics that you need to have for emergency preparedness is what you need for this. And as well as considering if a school is closed, making alternative arrangements if you're a working parent as far as uh, child care for your children at home. Now, let's go back a, a second for to, and talk about some of the precautions that one might take. We hear news stories about uh, masks and gloves being unavailable on the on the shelves as we go out to the to the store, and some of the suppliers uh, have diverted some of those resources, sending them to, to hospitals and other areas like that. Are these masks beneficial? We see the the, the imagery communicated by the different news outlets. Uh, everyone's got a mask on. Is that something that can help us out? No, that's not necessary. Um, they're not effective in preventing the general public from catching COVID. Uh, if healthcare providers can't get them, because they do need them for six patients, for six patients, it puts our community at risk. So if you're not sick, you don't need to wear a mask. And if you do, it's not necessarily preventing you from getting sick. Um, the common surgical masks uh, block the droplets coming out of a sick person from getting into the air, but they're not tight enough to prevent what's already in the air from getting in. I understand. Uh, and and the gloves, is there any wisdom to, to stocking up on gloves? Uh, as my, my wife made some phone calls uh, asking about where she might be able to buy some supplies, she was told a similar story with the with gloves. No, there isn't wisdom behind that. Really, the most important thing, as I mentioned, is just good hand washing as far as uh, and avoiding touching your face, avoiding touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. That's a good way of letting germs get in. So just good hand washing. If you can't wash your hands, makes sense to have some sort of alcohol-based sanitizer handy, but not necessarily gloves. I was last Friday, we were walking through some of the tips given out by the World Health Organization, and they made uh, that important distinction that you just made, uh, referring to alcohol-based hand sanitizing uh, gels and liquids. What's the alternative? I, I didn't, I, I never considered what the what the base of my uh, hand sanitizer was. Alcohol is important over over what else, and and why would we uh, focus on the alcohol-based? Well, uh, I think there are some hand sanitizers that may not have an adequate disinfection component to them, and that's where alcohol comes in handy. So it could be something that has some sort of emollient or lotion, smells good, but it's not going to disinfect. And and the hand sanitizers are only good in between hand washing, so it's not good just to rely on that. Let, let me ask you one last question before before I cut you loose. And we're speaking to Eileen Risk, uh, Epidemiology Bureau Manager for Salt Lake County Health Department. Uh, I've got some coworkers that are shying away from shaking hands. Is there wisdom in that? You know, there can be some wisdom in that because your hands, as well as are a common place, you touch a lot of objects throughout the day, and so not shaking hands could be advantageous. But after you shake your hand, as long as you don't touch your eyes, nose, or mouth. You wash your hands, then you know you're fine. Outstanding. Uh, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for the the information you shared with us. And uh, if I'm honest, as this progresses, hopefully it doesn't. But if it does, I'll be knocking back on your door to get more guidance. Okay. Thank you for the opportunity. Take care.
Thank you. Uh, Eileen Risk, Epidemiology Bureau Manager for Salt Lake County Health Department. Uh, we've seen that this coronavirus is its on the move. It has uh, claimed some lives here now in the United States. There are these community transmissions, meaning that p- folks have picked it up who haven't traveled abroad. They've gotten it in their own communities uh, there in the Washington area and elsewhere here in the United States. The markets uh, it you know it feels improper and almost crude uh, to go right from a conversation about health then to talk about the economic markets. But uh, I will because uh, it oftentimes is a, a good window into our behavior and how we react to certain things. And those markets are rebounding slightly. Uh, but uh, we'll continue to monitor those, uh, certainly. But the prediction uh, voiced here on these airwaves by Shane Stewart with DMBA not too long ago was that uh, we would likely see a V and we'd see some sort of rebound. So hopefully uh, that is the, the market communicating at least a confidence uh, in the, the future when it comes to the coronavirus. As I said earlier, we are broadcasting today live from South Kearns Elementary. We've partnered with United Way to support Read Across America. This effort sponsored by Select Health. We'll be broadcasting from here for the duration of today's program. We'll be speaking uh, with some of the officials that have made this all happen. We're going to look for opportunities to speak to volunteers as they come here to the school to help with the wonderful programs put in place to get children excited about reading. I'm going to tell you about some of the things I'm doing in my own home uh, later on. All of it here on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.